coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the AO studio. Hey, yo. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. I am D, and we've got a great show for you tonight. Rick Patino returns to Madison Square Garden. The Clippers are 0-5 with James Harden, and Bailey Zappi replaces Mac Jones again. But we begin today's show with another thrilling Sunday of football. We saw the Giants get blowed out by the Cowboys. The Jazz get blowed out by the 49ers. And the Jets fail to score a touchdown in prime time again. But one of the surprises from this weekend actually happened on Monday night. The Denver Broncos went into Buffalo and beat the Buffalo Bills. There were some penalties at the end of the game, which gave the Broncos the chance to kick the game-winning field goal. But on Wednesday morning, or actually on Tuesday morning, Buffalo offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey was fired, despite Buffalo being number four in the league in points per game. McDermott said a change needed to be made, but Z, will this help turn things around for the Buffalo Bills? They're eighth in the league in points for. They're fifth in the league in points against. They're seventh in the league in average passing yards per game. The pieces are there. Yeah. The pieces are there. Ken Dorsey, Brian Dayball, now Joe Brady. It doesn't change really what the identity and the focus of this team is, right? In the time that Josh Allen has been in the NFL, they have never. And the rock means never established any kind of running game outside of Josh Allen, right? Think of the running backs that have gone through in that time. You've had Devin Singletary, looked pretty good in Houston. Zach Moss, looked good for that short burst in Indy before he got inevitably hurt again. Now you have James Cook, was pretty good in college, right? Leading the team in 615 yards. 615 yards. That's your bell count. 615. You had Matt Breida, ran through there. Now he's backing up Saquon. You got Latavius Murray. Old man Latavius, still going strong. There's, there's no good supplementary running game for Josh Allen. And I, I'm sure this also has to do with Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs being him, as he loves to say, being the number one wideout on the team, wanting to dominate the ball. There's a reason why like, his counterpart is a Gabe Davis. Right? Or there's a reason why Dalton Kincaid is there instead of a guy like Dawson Knox. There's a lot of there's a lot of 
there appears to be a lot of dysfunction despite the success and i don't know if joe brady is going to do anything to really upset the apple cart cuz what do what do the buffalo bills need josh allen to do protect the football don't throw stupid picks so be smart with football that's it that's all he needs to do yeah rain I mean, it in rain yeah. it in rain it in your defense <laughs> is not what it used to be milano's out trey white is out you've lost key pieces you need to not make mistakes you cannot afford to make mistakes anymore cuz the defense isn't there to bail you out so i don't think that this bandaid on a bullet hole is going to help i think that in the off season i'm not saying shaw mcdermott needs to be fired cuz it's one it's one bad season and even if they're 5 and 5 they're not it's not like they completely bombed out it's not like it's the arizona cardinals you're entitled you're entitled to a bad season especially with the run of success that you had but personnel wise things need to change even once you get a competent offensive coordinator <laughs> yeah i mean i i think he's missing guys um I mean the numbers were pretty awful. You know, he was 15 for 26 for 177 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. Yeah. Man, that's bad. Uh Stefan Diggs three receptions, 34 yards. I mean, that's you I mean, you touched on it. At least he's not their at least at least Josh Allen is not their leading rusher anymore. James yeah. Cook was. I thought it was nice that they fed him the ball as much as they did. 12 carries for 109 yards, but I I mean I hate to say this, but maybe we've been just giving Buffalo too much credit all these years. You know, maybe this is just who they are. This is who they are. And Josh Allen's good. He's good. He great. He's good. He's got a definitely a live arm. He turns the ball over, man. He turns the ball over and the Denver Broncos played this beautifully. Now granted, if it wasn't for what? It was uh, I think it was a special teams penalty and a pass interference, I think. You know, where Buffalo wins the game barely. But you shouldn't be struggling against the Broncos, man. I mean, the Jets are coming down this week. You're going to struggle against them? I mean, they beat you already. And the Jets beat the Broncos. Bills had 12 men on the field at the end they missed the kick. That's it, the 12 minute the 12. They missed yeah. the fucking kick. Right. They missed it. It right. was over. It was in the But bag. somehow Ken Dorsey gets the blame. You know, I feel like this was like a personal I think Josh Allen said that he he took he took Ken Dorsey's firing personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like Ken Dorsey. Um I I I wasn't a fan. I was I liked his I like his uh his his passing scheme but the running game was always lacking. Um but he, can you really trust Buffalo? You can't trust Buffalo, right? I mean, you're not you're not picking them to beat any teams. You're not picking them to go to Kansas City and win. You're not picking them to to um, you know, really leapfrog anybody, are you? No. I mean, I'm I'm picking them to to stay close with the Jets this weekend. They like, did what, I mean, they're they doing. They did throttle the Dolphins when the Dolphins played them in Buffalo. 
So, I mean, they do, they can show sparks of life, but it's there's just no consistency. And the defense is falling apart. I mean, come on, you just you just played you played the Denver Broncos. Now, granted, Russ, Russ is actually having a really good year. He was 24 for 29 for 193 yards and two touchdowns. Like, what? Russell Wilson, like, came into Buffalo. Buffalo is a tough place to play. So, so that's where I am. I don't, I don't think, I don't think this firing is going to really shake things up. I don't think it's going to matter. Um, Joe Brady is, is not a good play caller. So I don't see things getting better. Um, I don't think Joe, I don't think Joe Brady could teach anything to Josh Allen that Josh doesn't already know. Uh, but this weekend's going to say it all because if they lose this weekend, Z, I mean, McDermott might be losing his job because then they're going to be under 500 with two losses to the New York Jets. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that this is, this is one year. I think he gets another bite at the apple the same way that Brandon Bean's going to get another bite at the apple. But, but. Z, you think it's going to get better? You don't, I'm starting to think the Buffalo Bills peaked. Oh, they absolutely peaked. Yeah, they, they absolutely did. They're, they're in the, the stage where they're losing players. Ouch. The system the system around them has... It reached the apex when they were playing the Chiefs. And then it, is, it has not been sustained ever yeah. since. Now, it's a failure on Brandon Bean and the organization to not reinforce... Right, because this team is talented enough. I, I, it's clearly talented enough. On paper, it's a very talented team. But, and this is where things. This is where you may disagree with me. Another team that was very talented, that used to be very talented, that was inconsistent and then couldn't seal the deal, the San Diego Chargers. Mm-hmm. You had LT. You had Antonio Gates. You had Philip Rivers. They could never seal the goddamn deal. <laughs> could never. We ran a poll on our ex account. Who is this generation's Philip Rivers? Josh Allen beat Dak Prescott two to one. Ooh. So that's very telling. That's very telling of what people think about Josh Allen. He's just good enough to get you beat. He's Philip Rivers. He's Brett Favre. He's that guy. He's become. You know, Stephon that's... Diggs like to say he's him. Josh yeah. Allen. He's him. Yikes. He's, he lo- you love that zip on the ball, right? He throws it so hard that he breaks your receiver's fingers. Yeah. But if it's going to the other team, if you're making stupid mistakes, throwing in a triple coverage doesn't matter how hard to throw it. Yeah. Need a little inspiration in the kitchen? Want to try something new? Or maybe you just need a new YouTube cooking show to binge? Well, I have the answer for all three. As you eat it, hosted by me, Z, I invite you into my home and show you methods designed to empower and inspire you in the kitchen. Cook how you want to cook, eat how you want to eat, eat as you eat it. That's as you eat it, available only on YouTube. AZ, you eat it. Check it out and let's get cooking. Well, switching over to a team that's winning... The Vikings have won their fifth game in a row, and their uh, and their second game in a row behind the arm 
on legs of Josh Dobbs. The Cardinals traded Dobbs and a seventh round pick for a sixth round pick. Looking around the league, did the Cardinals get fleeced by the Vikings? I don't know if they necessarily got fleeced by the Vikings because it was only a seventh round draft pick. And what did realistically, what did they realistically give up to get him? Well, they could have got more, right? In theory. Or you could have shopped them around a little bit. In theory, right? I mean, he realistically, where could he have gone? The Vikings, I, which was a glaring need. The Jets. Yeah. Like, I can't it. help but think about how the Jets could have gotten better. Like, substantially better. How about the Patriots at this point? We're going to talk about them next. But what a fucking disaster that is. Or what about the Colts? I know they got Gardner Minshew, but... The way Dobbs is playing, Dobbs is like a top 10 fantasy quarterback right now. Or here's a crazy idea. The Cleveland Browns could have held on to him because now yes. Deshaun Watson's out. Yes. Well, no, Deshaun Watson was hurt at the trade deadline. You could have even traded for him then, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm trying to say is like... But they I... traded him to Arizona. They could have kept him. Yeah. yeah. They could have kept him. Right. Well, that's what I'm trying to say is like you look around the league quarterback is a premium position you got a guy who's playing really well that could help a team win and you're just giving him up you're just giving him up for for you're basically trading like pasta for a laptop like that's that's the that's the equivalent equivalent of what what went down this guy just won 24 to 3 with a team he's only been with for two weeks you're telling me he wouldn't play well with a defense like the Jets or a defense like the Browns. I just think they could have got more for the guy. Well, I mean, the way they're looking at it is that they had their former number one overall pick. Which is fine. That's fine. I'm not saying I'm not saying keep Dobbs and not start. I'm not saying keep Dobbs and not start Kyler. What I'm trying to say is, is like, you should have been calling around to every team and you should have been trying to get the best deal. It sounds like this deal went down late and you're like, yeah, it's fine. We're good. We're just, you know, we're just going to take a draft. We're going to take a late draft pick. That's cool. See you, Josh. Like you didn't imagine how much more you could have built this up big time. You also, you know, it's a little bit of recency bias on our part, right? If you're looking at his career, he is two and nine. So his only two wins have been his last two wins. So let, let's be real here. So that that's kind of where we are. Career-wise, 13 touchdowns, eight picks. Not great. He's a solid, serviceable. If PJ Walker could start in this league, Joshua Dobbs could start in this league. I'm not saying that. But could they have possibly gotten a conditional pick? Maybe. Maybe. But is he not comeback player of the year? You know that. You know that that's that's not gonna happen. Is he not is he not in the MVP discussion if he gets if he gets the Vikings to the playoffs? No. Absolutely. You're selling not. this guy short, man. You're selling this guy short. No, I'm selling him just right. He if he does if he leads them to the, the, the North title, he don't he nobody's voting for him. 
I know there's Hill. I know there's Stroud. I know there's other guys out there, but you're telling me he ain't going to get a vote if he leads them to the North title over Detroit? The guy from Minnesota will vote for him. <laughs> there you go. So you got your MVP vote. The guy from Minnesota. So the same way Jared Goff is going to get an MVP vote from the guy from Michigan, like that that's where MVP votes go. So it's biased. It's completely biased. Z, he couldn't quarterback your team? Nobody can quarterback my team. (laughs) Dude, you wouldn't even be able to quarterback my team. I wouldn't want you to because I I like having you on this show and I want you to live. (laughs) The Giants are irreparable. You say you're not, you you wouldn't want the Giants to give them a call. This season's done. (laughs) Like, why am I doing it? Why am I going to do it? It doesn't make sense. You don't want to watch garbage. I got better things to do in my time. Like I'm, t- I'm telling you, the he Giants could win four games for the Giants. Not this team. He, the, forget NASA. He'd be nominated for sainthood. So Joe Shine or Joe Sheen has failed you. The players have failed. The players have failed. The players have failed. <laughs> it's the players. At some point, the players have to play. Players have yet to play. You know, I know this really is supposed to be a Cardinals Josh Dobbs segment, but I heard a report that if the Giants have a top three pick, that they will, they might not select a quarterback. That they might decide to build around Daniel Jones. What are your thoughts on that? Like, because they're talking about possibly taking Marvin Harrison the second at three. Yippee. Or taking a left tackle at four. Because they, you know, because Andrew Thomas was doing such a great job. You know, he he actually, besides the injuries, Andrew Thomas was having a pretty decent career. The fact that they were able to get Justin Pugh off the street, straight off his couch, he's the best lineman they got right now. That's That's all you gotta say about how poorly the offensive line position is coached. Like, this is not Pat Flaherty. This is not Rich Seibert. This is not, you know, Chris Snee. It's not Sean O'Hara. It's not Kareem McKenna. It's not those guys. Like, those guys, they ain't coming back. I'm com- I- I'm aware. Building around Daniel Jones was a mistake. <laughs> we knew this. We knew this. Now you have the situation with Saquon. He's franchised. You're going to let him walk. You're yeah. going to let him walk. Have you have to. Because you invested all this money in this punt. And, you know, the kid tries hard. I'll give him that. A for effort. This is not an effort league. It's a results league. Who's this? Jones? Jones. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. I'm not saying it's his fault, but he's the first one in. He works hard. You can tell he's got the pulse of the team. You can tell he's got his guys behind him. He's just not good enough. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't think they ever gave him the support he needed. Who's he throwing to, man? Like, and and Barkley was hurt. He, only two years Barkley was healthy. I, I'm not. I I I don't think Daniel Jones should have been drafted as high as he was. I'm a big proponent of people. People in the last two or three years have been getting drafted higher than they're worth. Because quarterback I, is an overrated position. Like that. That's overrated. That's overrated. Let's let's talk about this, right? Last year, Bryce Young, completely overrated. Stroud, George, Stroud was underrated. Mm. 
because he's an Ohio State quarterback. Mm. Ohio State does not have the best results, right? No. Now, look at years previous. Jordan Love, completely overrated. Trey Lance, completely overrated. Zach Wilson, completely overrated. <laughs> Justin Fields, completely overrated. Trevor Lawrence was about rated where he was. The only problem is he couldn't come out a year earlier. What about Joe B? Joe B, right where he should be. Yeah. Joe but B's legit, man. Joe B's a killer. Than, Joe, more Joe often Poole. than not, oh no, Joe B, you know, Joe Burrow is a, is a killer. He's, he's exactly what you want. He's that guy. He's I think him. Herbert's a killer too. I Herbert's got a great arm. Herbert's going to get killed. <laughs> His coach is trying to kill him. That's the problem. Herbert's a stud. He's got, you know, but how many have we put in the he's a stud or he's that's three guys that's three four if you you know we'll, we'll count Joe B that's four guys the rest of them are in the overrated category so it's a it's a situation where like I I, I would rather roll with a veteran okay I, would, I mean, Taylor had a good beat on the offense. He had, seemed to have a good understanding. And you know what, Terod Taylor, yes, he's injury prone. They were actually, they had signs of life. So yes, why not? I do agree. I now, do agree would, to look good with him. Back now, would, would Dobbs have provided that? Possibly. Possibly. But it's unlikely. These are the two best games of his career. So let's not let's not go crazy right now, right? The same way that we were kind of tempering the Brock Purdy stuff, I think we need to temper this too. Your your record says you are. He's two and nine. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, another team that you are what you say you are just turned two and eight, and that'd be the New England Patriots. Ugh. They were trailing the Colts 10-7 with a minute and fifty-two seconds left in the game. And Bill Belichick had an epiphany. Uh, he decided to turn to Bailey Zappi for the last drive of the game. This was the third time Jones was benched this season. Zappi ultimately threw an interception and the game was over. If you were Mac Jones, would you throw any more passes for the New England Patriots? Is Bill Belichick trying to get fired? <laughs> I don't know how you do this to this guy. How are you like, thanks, Mac. Uh, we're going to take it from here. Nick Saban gave you, you an NFL-ready quarterback, and you just ran him into the ground. How, like, what the hell happened to this dude? How could you just How could you look him in the eye and tell him, all right, Bailey's going to finish this one? It's like, Bill. Yeah, I guess he threw another gut-wrenching interception, but, I mean, what's Bailey Zappi done? It's not like you're saying, oh, we're going to, you know, Tom Brady, like, we're going to put him out there. No, it's Bailey Zappi. Three of seven for 25 yards and a pick. You know? <laughs> Bill, I played 57 minutes of this game. I'm going to finish the last fucking minute and two fifty seconds here. The fuck you are. <laughs> Matt Jones, 15 to 20 for 170. Those are Tommy DeVito numbers. <laughs> so just call it what it is. Those are Tommy DeVito numbers. <laughs> I wonder if Mac Jones' mom makes as good chicken cutlets as Tommy DeVito's mom. But, you know, I don't know. Bill, since Brady left, Bill's kind of gone off the deep end. Like, we, we can, I think we can admit that. You let J.C. Jackson go. You brought J.C. Jackson back. You let, Je- you waved Jack Jones. You gave, you gave a player off the practice squad a two-year extension and then cut him two weeks later. 
What are you doing? Baby's bipolar now. I don't know what's going on with. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Bill Belichick because these decisions, unless he's so unhappy as a GM that he's just like he's daring Robert Kraft to fire him. He's like, please just take this away from me. I'm pretty sure but, Mac Jones is, has thrown his last pass this year. It has to. He has like, to. I assume that they're going to go into this bye, and when they come out of the bye, I think Will Greer is going to be the quarterback. Oh, God. I think Bailey Zappi is going to be the backup. And I think Jet Mac Jones is not even going to be dressing. I mean, that's just my opinion. Like, how could he possibly roll this kid back out there when in a 10-7 game with a minute and 52 seconds on the, on the on the clock, you benched him for the third time this year, right? And I would think, I would think that, see, the thing about Mac Jones, he's still on his rookie deal. So I would assume that despite all this, he's probably still going to come back next year. And it'll kind of be like this bridge quarterback to whoever is going to succeed him. And you're going to try to see if Mac Jones is on board with that or if he's going to be a problem. Because after this after this past game, he cannot go back to being a starter this year. It's almost like the Zach Wilson situation. Like, we started Mike White. Like, we can't, we can't go back to Zach now. Like, we can't. We'll go back to Flacco. We can't go back to Zach. But I mean, Mac Jones at this point is the ultimate change of scenery candidate. But where is he going to go? I mean, I wouldn't mind him on the Giants. Now he's going to get killed behind that offensive line. Now, who else is going to be out there? If if the Vikings lose out on Kirk yeah. Cousins yeah, and Joshua Dobbs. Same thing. I, I thought about that. The Raiders, if O'Connell is not the guy, I don't see a starting job. I really, I, I really don't see a starting job for Mac Jones in this Colts. league outside Colts. They have Richardson though. They drafted yeah. Richardson. Like they, they didn't see enough not to believe in him. Okay. So I, I really think that you're looking at maybe the Giants. Maybe, you know, these are stretches. Sam Howell Howell's out playing it. Yeah. So, you know. Sam Howell, number four fantasy quarterback. It's hard to see a landing spot for Mac Jones, but it's very hard for me to see him continuing with his organization, too, unless Bill Belichick goes. Now, there is there are rumors, and take them for what they are, there are rumors that in the offseason, there is going to be a trade for Belichick. An organization wants to take him on as a coach and GM. Now, take that for what it's worth. I don't think Bill Belichick as the GM, at this point, he's lost a lot on his fastball. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time he drafted a player worth a damn? You got me? Like, I mean, Gonzalez looked okay this year, but okay it doesn't cut the mustard. Right? Yeah. Think think of the guys that that scouting department brought in, right? They they drafted Drunk. They drafted Brady. They drafted Aaron Hernandez. They drafted, you know, they, they drafted Dante Hightower. They they drafted and developed these players. They they drafted the McCordy. They, they drafted uh, Devin McCordy. So Asante Samuel all these guys came through the organization. Lately, I mean, 
I, we can point to the one draft pick that seemed to be the initial head scratcher. And from there on, it was just kind of a slow, <laughs> steady downhill. And that was Nikhil Harry. Where is and that guy now? Out of the league, I think. <laughs> out of the league or in Chicago, whichever whichever one. That's the same, same thing. Same, same, same thing. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> what? Wide receiver in Chicago? Yeah, you're out of the league, dude. <laughs> you don't know I it, but you're out of the league. <laughs> get, get that sweet XFL contract. But, you know, like that was the beginning of the end for Bill Belichick. It's like, what are you doing? This guy can't catch. You brought you brought in a receiver that can't Jacoby catch. Jacoby Myers can't catch either, despite what people think. And Jacoby Myers, eh, he's eh. He has his moments. He's not number one. He's he's kind of like an Antoine Randall L type. He was a quarterback, so he, he. I mean, he could provide. He like you president with that. of the Jacoby Myers fan club. He'd love to hear I, you say that. I mean, he's. In, I mean, Jacoby and Myers is a great friggin' like that. That was a great commercial growing up. A bunch of ambulance chasers. So, I wonder, like, I wonder if that was uh, the inspiration. But, I mean, yeah, just Belichick. Just, I, I don't know what the hell he's doing. Bailey Zappi's not the answer. Mac Jones isn't the answer. There are no answers right now. <laughs> there are none. Bill O'Brien screaming at Matt Jones on the sideline. No, I didn't even get to see that. That really yeah. happened. Jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you want Bill... So, Bill O'Brien, what do you want him to do? <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what? He's going to sit there. He's going to take it because he's not Tom Brady. And you're lucky because Tom Brady would eat your lunch again. But there, there's really, like, there's nothing. The, the, this is a proud franchise that is falling. Their empire is crumbling, right? just right before our eyes. That's what's happening. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air care technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that D&Z sent you. And speaking of crumbling right before our eyes, <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers have not won a game since acquiring the system. <laughs> system. So, when will they get their first win? And when will James Harden inevitably request his trade? I, I, I would love to be like a reporter after the game, like in questioning. James Harden be like excuse me Mr. Harden when does the system start like, like when when's it gonna get going uh but to to his Bennett to his defense he did play a good game against the Nuggets however he didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter I think he just took one shot um <laughs> the problem with the Clippers is 
they are at their best when they go small. Mm-hmm. But when they go small, teams like the Nuggets or the Suns, they will dominate them because of the height, right? There's they're, You're going to just keep pounding them inside and there's nothing you can do. So rumor has it that Russell Westbrook is going to be moving to the bench starting Friday. And they're hoping that this is going to help them get into a groove. The only thing I'll say is like I, I do think Ty Lue is a good coach. He spent time as an assistant coach under good under good coaches, and you know he was able to pull out that victory in Cleveland. Like I do think he knows how to coach stars. I think he'll he'll figure it out, but he's got to figure it out soon. And as far as when is their first win gonna come? The Rockets are good. I think the Spurs are good. Maybe the Pelicans. So a week from a week from Friday. Yeah. And that's part of the playing tournament. Which is another fucking disaster. Right? <laughs> like, like this is for the play this is they've turned this, you know, I, I love the MLS, but at the same time I hate the MLS for that reason. It's like, oh now this is for the, the Confed Cup or it's for the League's Cup. Or it's for the Campiones Cup. It's like dude, what matters here? Right? It's like it's like the teams in the Premier League taking breaks for the Europa or the Champions League. Yeah, it it breaks up the flow of the season. Like in that part it's kind of annoying because there's so many things you need to pay attention to at once. This was unnecessary to begin with. And now it's needlessly complicated. <laughs> it's unnecessary to begin with. It's unnecessary to begin with. They're splitting five hundred grand. It's couch cushion money to NBA players. I think LeBron just found that in his couch cushion. And that's where they got, that's how they raised the money. Here, Adam, I found this. We'll divide it up. But it'd be funny if LeBron's like, can I just pay 500K not to be a part of this playing tournament? Right? (laughs) That would, like, that would be accurate. You know, let's just do that. So you're looking at, I mean, the Clippers are averaging 113 points a game, right? 23, 24 assists, 43 rebounds. Your leading scorer is Paul George. Leading assist guys, Russ. They need James Harden, right? They, they definitely need James Harden to be James Harden. But he needs to work within the confines of a team. Like, that seems to be... That, that seems to be the missing piece here, right? I they thought he said he was a system. Isn't he the system? Yeah, the solar system. <laughs> the, the, everything revolves around him. And at the same time, it's more like a black hole. <laughs> everything gets sucked in and nothing escapes. Well, science class for you, kids. They've lost six in a row. That's not good. You know? they're The Clippers are spiraling already 10 games in they're already spiraling right they were three and one when they made this trade (laughs) i'm just gonna throw that out there they were three and one when they made this trade and now you're going in against a rockets team that's well coached 
young, fun to watch. A home and home against the Spurs. Maybe one they'll pick off one of those games. Maybe they'll pick off a home, part of the home and home. I can see the Pelicans. I can see. I can really see the Mavericks. You know. Don't sleep on the Mavericks, man. Mavericks are good. Yeah, but you know what? Like James Harden, there's a significance to that game. He's playing Kyrie. So there's definitely. How about Boston? Boston playing the 76ers tonight. (laughs) And no Tatum, no, no Brown. That's garbage. Is Adam Silver finding them? Isn't that part of the new, uh, you know, the new playing incentive? The new playing incentive. That, you know, I just that, think it's garbage. It's absolute crap. It's, it's absolute crap is what that is. But I'm, I'm game, man. So I mean, let's look at this further. If we go down further, they've got the Nuggets again, the Kings, back to back with the Warriors, the Blazers. This could extend for a little while. <laughs> So if they don't pick off a game against the Spurs, this could really extend up until December 11th against the Blazers. Blazers have nothing to play for. Right? I mean, they're rebuilding. So they could take the asshole and use it as a you know, teachable moment. As far as when James Harden requests his trade, I don't think it's going to be James Harden, man. <laughs> I, I know. I've, I've said it. I, I've said it multiple times now. I, if, I'm, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, you're building around him? Why am I here? No, apparently they're all friends. Apparently they're all friends, and they, apparently they all like to play together. At least that's what I heard. Well, they're, I all, mean, they're all L.A. people. They're all Los Angeles people. At the end of the day, it's great that they were, they're all friends and they all play together, yada, yada, right? That's all wonderful, but there's still only one ball. Harden wants the ball. Kawhi wants the ball. Paul George wants the ball. And Russ wants the ball. That doesn't work. That never works. Somebody inevitably will not be eating. And somebody's going to get pissed. That's how this works. James Harden has, he's running out of places to go. You know, eventually somebody's going to say, no, you're staying. So that leaves you with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook has already been cut in this league. They'll, they'll send him packing again. So that leaves you with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi would, would go at this point. I mean, he can see the writing on the wall. He won with the Spurs. He won with the Raptors. I'm sure he's smart enough to recognize a dead end when he sees one. <laughs> I'm sure Paul George can recognize that this thing is going nowhere. He was better off in Oklahoma City. So, I, I mean, Paul George to the Knicks could be interesting. Kawhi Leonard back to the Spurs to play with Wembanyama could be interesting. Like, I would say those guys, those pieces would move before James Harden moves again. 
he may he may throw out a trade request like oh, just for shits and giggles just to see if anybody would be crazy enough to do it but I don't think that he's going anywhere for the foreseeable future. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. The Johnnies had their first league game at Madison Square Garden with head coach Rick Pitino on Monday. And... It did not go as well as the Johnnies had hoped when they poached Coach Patino from Iona. They lost to Michigan, 89-73. Close. Relatively close. So are the Johnnies in trouble, or is Juwan Howard's team just really good? Yeah, so, you know, I, I think everybody had high hopes. We were all talking a big game. We all thought, you know... They were going to play up to snuff with Michigan, but I mean, honestly, it they are it is Michigan, okay? So you're not gonna beat many teams when you give up 47 points to the opposing team's backcourt. McDaniel and Burnett put on a show. One guy had 21 points in the first half. I mean, that's that's really tough to come back from. Uh, I, I, you know, Patino's whole thing has always been shoot the three well, defend the three well, and we'll win games. I think, I think they're going to be okay. I think Michigan is just really good. Like, not, not for nothing, but Michigan is really, really good. So I, I feel like they're going to be okay. The sky is not falling. I think they have a tournament coming up this weekend where they're going to be playing like North Texas, Holy Cross, and that should help them get ready for like a big bout against West Virginia December 1st. So I'm not worried. Johnny Nation shouldn't be worried. Michigan's a really good team. Everything's going to be okay. It's the rotting corpse of the Big East. No. Yeah. No. So... Where are they? They're in the middle of the pack. Right? They're not as good as UConn. They're not as good as Butler, Creighton, Marquette. They're not, oh, they're not yes, they are. Yes, they are. Oh, they're stop. better than Butler, Creighton, and uh, Marquette, too. They are. They are. They're going to be up there, man. UConn is UConn's the big boy that, you know, is, is still top dog in the conference. Seton Hall has come a long way. Uh, but they're they they're, they're not middle of the pack. They they shouldn't have more than eight losses. They should be able to get into the Big East tournament no problem. They should be an eight or nine seed in the in the NCAA tournament. We'll see, we'll see. But if you're looking at the Big East, Butler's a perennial power at this point. Creighton's a perennial power. Marquette is a perennial power. UConn's a perennial power. You're a perennial Seton, power. 
I am perennial power. You're a perennial power. We're all perennial powers. St. John's, the numbers game. An absolute numbers game. They're going to fall in with the Villanova, Seton Hall. They're going to be kind of in there. Now, Villanova's falling off. Now, that's not their fault. Jay, Jay Wright is gone, and all of their good players are in the NBA. That happens. Xavier's not bad either. Like, it's it's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad. Could they be in, in the 8-9 playoff? Sure. They could be in the 8-9 play-in. If they win the conference outright, sure. They can be... The Big East, you're probably looking probably in that 7 to 10 range if we're doing the Joe Lenardi thing depending on the draw they could be kind of in there depending I mean if they're in a really strong conference if they're in a really strong bracket they could probably drop to the 12 this is all very presumptuous of course but it's the third game of the season let's pump the brakes on this if you're looking at it, Soriano, one of the one of the big gets. He played okay in 25 minutes, 15 points, nine boards, solid, well, pretty good, right? Jenkins, Dingle, and then nobody else scored in double digits. They need more. They need more. Going up against a team like Michigan, who was in the national championship not that long ago, like that's you know, it's to be expected. McDaniel and Burnett fine for 47 points. Right? The top three scorers on St. John's didn't even reach 40. The top three scorers only got to 35. So, it really is about the levels to this. There's the Big Ten, and then there's the Big East. The talent disparity is there. St. John's will be fine. But Big East isn't great. Let's not overestimate what they are. Let's not overestimate what they are. They just happen to run into a really good team at the worst possible time. Yeah, yeah. That's it, and that's all. And it, I mean, look at what happened, you know, in the the tournament with, you know, Michigan State and Kentucky and all. That, you know, this happened. Kentucky put a scare into Michigan State. It happens, especially at this time of the year. Teams really don't know what they are unless you're returning players. Right, and in the one and done era, that doesn't really happen all that often. Now with the NIL team, they're going to stay or transfer around. So we have this new uncharted territory of of effectively free agency. Right, it's effectively basketball free agency in college. So Patino is going to put his stamp on this team. He puts his stamp on every team he ends up with. It's they're going to be fine. They're absolutely going to be fine. It's not like Manhattan College getting waxed by Kansas, right? 
Johnny's only lost by 16 to a powerhouse. Calm down, Red Storm. You guys are fine. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. It's the in route where friends of the show get a special segment with us. Want to be part of the action? Want to be the newest member of the in crowd? You know what to do. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com or slide in those DMs on Fade Route Podcast on IG or hit that Twitter, FaderouteDNZ. Joining us on the in route today, we have former head coach of the Spack and Kill Spartans and avid Jet fan, Clinton D'Souza. Thanks for coming on the show again. Thanks for having me. I know it's an interesting time to talk Jeff football. Oh, it's a beautiful yeah. time. Michael Carter would love to talk about some Jets football. <laughs> Unfortunately, he plays for a different team now. Yeah. But man, we'll start you off with this. I mean, the Jets had primetime games in back-to-back weeks. They have not scored a touchdown in 11 quarters. But should they be taken seriously by other teams in the league? Um, if if they were only allowed to play one half of football and that <laughs> that be defense, yes. Um, the fact that they have to roll their out- offense out there is, is pretty pathetic. Uh, I will say these primetime games are killing me. I I'm normally like feeling this type of anger at four, four o'clock, four thirty in the afternoon. That's my normal anger, and I can get through the rest of my Sunday. Eleven thirty is no time to be angry, though. So. <laughs> I mean, tons of people were staying up late in that Raiders game thinking they were going to win. And then that's what they do. (laughs) This is what they do. This is what they do. And it's it's just so frustrating because their defense is so good. I mean, the Patriots are are horrid this year. Buffalo is five and five. And you guys can't beat the Raiders. Trust me, I I feel the same way. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, so like like we said, the Jets have trouble scoring touchdowns. Their red zone efficiency is amongst the worst in the league. But listen, you're a former coach. Do woes in the red zone fall on the quarterback or do they fall on the offensive coordinator? No offensive coordinator designs a play to be negative, right? So, like, yes, there's, there's a finesse and a, and a and a game plan to calling plays but the reality is everything stems from the quarterback uh, I've had many conversations with quarterbacks maybe not conversations but yelling moments at quarterbacks that it's their fault that we're going off sides it's their fault that the players don't yeah. know what to do it's their fault that we're not in in a rhythm so as much as I want to blame Hackett and I'm certainly sure he takes some responsibility and he's trying everything Zach's got to look in the mirror and realize this this just ain't it. I mean, I knew this three years ago, but uh, maybe they didn't. Um, so. Apparently you have to tell that to Mike Kafka and, Glenn, and uh, Ken Dorsey. Yes. <laughs> yes. So 
you know, so I, I understand that other teams are letting their offensive coordinators fall on the sword because, let's face it, Josh Allen is way better than Zach, Zach Wilson. Um, but I, I don't know. In this case, I think Nate gets a pass from me only because it's a new offensive coordinator. The common denominator of the past three years has been Zach. It hasn't been <laughs> offensive coordinator. The interesting about it, when I look at the Jets, right, is what's what, what are the important things when you're in the red zone? To me, it's height, speed, and zip on the ball. And they don't have any of those things. They just no. don't. They're, they don't have any height. They're, they're not going to blow anybody away. Even as, as good as Garrett Wilson is, you know, speed-wise, he's, he, he's not going to beat an elite corner. And then in, the, in small quarters, yeah. in a small quarter. <laughs> And then Zach can't put that that polish on the ball like that, you know that 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 Allen, that Herbert, that Jameis Winston zip. Even though Jameis throws it to the other team, you know, but he could put it, you know, he could put it in that one spot. Zach don't have that. No, not at all. And that's that's what's missing. We're not. This guy's got to get some. So and he has arm talent. I mean, that last play, that hail mary was straight up arm talent. So like. I, I don't know if it's just it's not. I mean, Jeff George had arm talent too, coach. What'd you say? <laughs> I said Jeff George had uh, yeah, had arm well, talent too, coach. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's helping him. I'm just saying it's there. <laughs> You're just Jay saying Cutler it's there. Had arm talent. Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay Cutler. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Coach Souza, Sala and Joe Douglas are sticking with Zach Wilson, and they feel the problems of the team can be shared by all. However, I think the quarterback is the main issue at hand. Listen, I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you five names here, five quarterbacks, okay? And tell me which guy you'd want as your starter today. Today, Zach Wilson, Josh Dobbs, Cam Newton, Tim Boyle, Holt McCoy. Wow. I mean, recency bias tells me it's Josh Dobbs. Um, who they could have gotten. Who they could have tricked. a seventh rounder and a bag of beans. Yep, exactly. Uh, I would say take him out of that equation obviously because they didn't trade for him I think they need to roll with Tim Boyle at this point they need to I know Salah said he doesn't believe in the whole spark idea um I I I disagree with him I mean he does he does believe in it because he did it last year with Mike White so he's lying twice (laughs) right with Mike White he's lying but how but how could he walk into that locker room and face those guys Week after week, where where players like where where players are are doing everything they can to stay in the game. You got Mac Jones getting benched for Bailey Zappi. Yes, and then this this guy, they won't even they won't even put Trevor Simeon in. No, they I know. Go there, he's, he's gonna lose the locker room, the defensive side of the locker room eventually if he hasn't lost it already. And then you got poor people like Michael Carter saying, "What did I do wrong? Why am I leaving?" Yeah, I mean, I wasn't too offended by that move. Uh, he's terrible. Uh, he's just, <laughs> I don't know why they put him in on third down. He can't catch, and he costs us penalties. And he doesn't really pass block either. He's tiny. So, like, why was he our third down back? That made no sense. So, um, good riddance to him. They should release DJ Uzama, but he makes too much money. But, you know. Oh, key, key holding penalty in the red zone on that jerk. Oh, 
and it wasn't even a, a, a you didn't have to yeah. you didn't have to just let him go yeah. it's not going this way let him go terrible it's the best kind of jet penalty is the self-inflicted wound it's yes. the one that's absolutely i'm surprised robert sala's beard isn't gray by this point yeah well i think he uses just for men ah. it looks painted on yes you're absolutely right you're absolutely right but um apparently you know aaron Rodgers is defying all sorts of the science that he hates mm. and he apparently believes that he's coming back very very soon and he thinks it's like a month or so and he is loud about it too he's telling his press secretary pat mcafee <laughs> and he's spreading the word and you know he's trying to really speak this into existence so do you believe he's coming back or is this just simply a way to get the team to keep playing despite all hope being lost and hmm. you know do you even want him to come back at this point or are you just writing the season off uh i because you're within striking distance yeah the the crazy thing is it's like uh i thought got the, two i thought we were gonna be put out to pasture and then the bills lose to the broncos and i'm like yeah this is exactly how they set up jet fans for false hope um so yeah of course if we win the next two games we're like fighting for the division so go figure do i want him to come back no uh because i still am holding out stupidly false hope for next year that he can come back fully healthy instead of rushing it this year if he does come back that means zach has played well enough to put us in contention so at that point why risk bursting your Achilles for even longer um, when Zach's playing well enough to put us in the playoff contention. So to me, it's a lose-lose. If he comes back and and blows it, then it's two years gone, no Aaron Rodgers, and he ain't coming back after that. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't want him to come back. I'm hoping this is all for motivation for our players. I mean, I mean it's hard to say, you know, because you're trying to keep you're trying to keep this ship afloat, but if if Robert Sala is going on the Michael K show pleading the fifth about who the quarterback is going to be, and then I don't know. Yeah, so he Robert Sala. I was a Robert Sala fan up until that point because to me he this is a clear lack of leadership and a clear lack of accountability. Now, mind you. He's gained some brownie points back by getting rid of Michael Carter and supposedly Jeremy Rucker is going to play more, meaning CJ Uzama should play less. Um, so I don't know if he's doing that quiet accountability piece, um, but he's going to he's gonna have to start holding a little more feet to the fire here or else he's going to go bye-bye as, as well. I mean, he's probably going to end up going bye-bye anyway. I mean, if you, look, if you listen to the comments that he's making, like today, he said, if Aaron knows his body, you know better than anybody. So if he's gonna, if he's ready to play, he's gonna play. Yeah. Like you have abdicated all responsibility. Him, Joe Douglas, Woody Johnson, they basically sold the team to Aaron Rodgers. And that, that's what I see. Absolutely. But and Jeff fans have bought it. And that's why I didn't say it's Nate Hackett's fault. Because if we're getting rid of Nate Hackett, we're getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. He ain't staying. So. No. Completely. But jumping off the Jets for a second, but we're staying in the AFC East. The We're adjacent to the Jets since they are playing this team this weekend. They're playing the Bills. And despite 
having a healthy QB, despite having one of the best wideouts in the game, the Bills are only five and five. And they seem lost. Like they seem yeah. absolutely in unable to get out of their own way. What is wrong with the Buffalo Bills? I, I, I again I think it stems from the quarterback and it stems from him being reckless with the ball and trying to do too much. I mean it's even evident in the first time they played the Jets. The man was just laying his body out like he was Teflon um, and, and fumbling and throwing interceptions. And, you know, like to me, I think they ride or die with him. Um, and if he's going to be the turnover machine that he is right now, because he leads the NFL in turnovers, um, they're going to continue to suffer. I don't think their defense is good enough anymore. I think they lost some key parts um, good enough anymore to keep that um, at bay with him being reckless. So he's really going to have to curve it in. The five games they've won, he's been a lot better and, you know, a little more careful with the football. But, you know, you can't lose. I mean, even the Jets beat the Broncos at this point. So, like, to me, that that was a that was a bad loss at home. So, I don't know. But, you know, I, I'm not confident that we're going to go in there and beat them. That's not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Don't and get me wrong. we're not making we're not making our picks yet, guys. We're not, this is a teaser. <laughs> this is an absolute teaser at the moment. But you know, like it, it's amazing to me. And D and I have talked about this a bunch of times. Doesn't matter. It was Dayball, Dorsey. Now it's gonna be this other guy. They've <clears throat> never developed a running Joe game. Brady. Yeah. They've never this other guy. Joe Brady's just he's nothing. But they've never ever developed a running game outside of Josh Allen. Yep. It makes absolutely no sense. I mean, Devin Singletary had a monster game in Houston. Yeah, they've had, they've had good back. James spot. Cook is actually pretty decent. Um, Zach Moss was great. Yep. <laughs> Before he got hurt, Zach Moss was doing great. What is going on with this system that running backs just cannot get it going yeah. in the Buffalo system? They, pr- they probably don't want to look at Stefan Diggs every time they hand the ball off. <laughs> probably gets mad. <laughs> Oh my God. I'll take James Cook over Dalvin Cook, though. 100%. (laughs) Every day. I mean, absolutely. At this point in his career, you you have to wonder what Dalvin Cook's trajectory is going to be because he's just. No, hold on a second. Dalvin Dalvin did look good. Uh, He had a carry he got. He had a couple of those. He's like, you know, damn, I might not see the ball for another month. Let me, yeah. let me go, go, go. They need to, they need to give the rock to Izzy uh, uh, and let him roll. So, yeah, but in the he, Dalvin Cook does, has looked really good, looked exceptionally good in a very, very limited role. I think he's had what under three hundred carries, like under hundred carries for the year. Oh, yeah, sure. but sure. before last week, he looked terrible. <laughs> he just looks flat. Last week he showed some spark, so I, I I'm willing to give him another chance. Brees so Hall so should be a rusty or fresh. Which one is he? <laughs> he's he's not fresh. I'm telling you, he's not. He <laughs> he had a spark, but to me, Brees Hall should be a 20 to 25 carry back. The fact that he gets 10 is yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah, no, 100. They don't know what the hell they're doing, and they've established that. But speaking of another organization that seems to not know what the hell they're doing. Uh. We'll get you out of here on this one. We know you're a Nick fan. They are five and five. They're in the tenth spot. They were in fifth last year. They had, you know, 
They had a good season by their standpoint. Boston seems to have a superior lineup to last year. The Bucks are the Bucks, adding Dame Lillard. The Sixers seem to be better without James Harden. Everybody is. Well, well I mean, <laughs> but, yeah. Go get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. So, how are you feeling about the Knicks start the season, and are they gonna be there at the end? I think they will. I think it's early. Um, I'd like to say they're feeling each other out, but it's the same darn team as last year. So I don't, I don't know what they're feeling out here. Um, you know, like Ju- Julius is starting to get a little bit, you know, better shooting percentage. He was terrible the first couple of games. Um, RJ's been out, spotty in the lineup. Um, I think their rotation needs to maybe tighten up a little bit. Um, and, and definitely end the game with a better lineup of, you know, so I, I didn't like the Obi Toppin move, to be honest, because now I think they run less and they have less, uh, you know, energy in, in the fast break because um, he was kind of a finisher in that. So I think they're going to have to figure that out because right now they seem one dimensional and that's let Jalen Brunson, RJ or Julius shoot. And if they're off, it's over. <laughs> Man, it's- Pretty much. That's the the one uh, the, the one thing that they had going for them last year is that they kind of played over their heads a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Do they have the pieces to make an in-season trade for a big-name player to kind of recalibrate the team? That's what everybody keeps saying. Um, I don't know who that player is. I don't think Embiid's leaving the 76ers, and that's the only one I can think oh, of. Oh, it's going to be James Harden. Oh, nope. I, nope. Here's who it's going to be. I got it for you. It's it's, it's going to be either Paul George or Kawhi Leonard because they're going to be playing with James Harden and be like, fuck this. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I'm done. I'm done. I, I take either of those two. Yeah, that's that's a, <laughs> that's fine. Oh, man. Clinton D'Souza. Coach Clinton D'Souza, thank you for coming on, brother. Thank you for joining us again on the In Route. And if you want to be a member of the In Crowd, you know what to do. Hit us up, FadeRouteMail at gmail.com. Slide in our DM on IG at FadeRoutePodcast. Drop us a DM on X at FadeRouteDNZ. And you, yes, you could be the the latest member and the newest guest on the in crowd coach clinton d'souza thanks for coming on brother and we will have you on again very very soon all right looking forward to it thank take care guys thank you your favorite podcast has its own merch line now go to the fade store with dnz.com today for all your fade route merch needs i'm talking tank tops t-shirts sweatshirts like yoga pants we got those too like some cool accessories we got those too and we're not done yet we have so much more planned for you but check out what we have today at the fade store with dnz.com that's the fade store with dnz.com The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award.
right, boys and girls. You know what time it is. It's time for the alleged superstar of the week. We put up a poll on our X account at Fade Route Podcast, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a shout out on this here show and takes home the coveted ass trophy. And do you know who took home the coveted ass trophy last week? I don't. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith for benching and burying Bijan Robinson. Bijan. Why? We still don't know. Was he sick? Was he hurt? Did he have naked pictures in a compromising position? We don't know. But what I do know is that Tyler Algier was getting snaps ahead of Bijan. But that is last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Legend Superstar of the Week D? All right, first up, I've got the LA Clippers. 0-5 since acquiring James Harden. James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Russell Westbrook can't figure out how to get a W. LA Clippers, you are my Legend Superstar of the Week. Number two, Bill Belichick. 10 and 7, 10 to 7 going into the fourth quarter. And the last drive, you decided to go with Bailey Zappi. That's just that's just cruel, man. Bill Belichick, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, Buffalo Bills firing Kevin Ken Dorsey. Even though you got your top five in points per game. And defensive and special teams penalties cost the game on Monday night. But Ken Dorsey has to take the fall. Buffalo Bills, you are my alleged superstar of the week. What do you got, Z? Good choices. Really good choices. I'm going to start with Brian Cashman. Ah, that guy. Going on record, saying the thing that should not be said, right? That's the stuff that you say behind closed doors, not what you say in front of the microphone. That Giancarlo Stan, of course, is going to get hurt because he's an injury-prone player. <laughs> and we got to figure that out. <laughs> You've now, and maybe this was designed to poison the well. Maybe that's what you were trying to do. But you now have a situation where you have a disgruntled slugger you have an agent poisoning the well with prospective free agents saying, this is how New York and this is how Brian Cashman treats you. Why are you going to go there? Talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face, right? What leverage do you have in any potential trade now? Because he now wants out. You done played yourself. Congratulations, Brian. You played yourself. Brian Cashman, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Draymond Green. Five games. You got five games for trying to choke out Rudy Gobert last night. Was it worth it, Draymond? I don't think so. How many instances have to occur? How many times does this have to happen with Draymond Green? It's always something. And now he's escalating, right? The stomping on Sabonis, the Jordan Poole situation. Now he's just straight up yoking Rudy Gobert and putting him in a rear naked choke. 
on the court. On the court. Adam Silver really needs to start considering that maybe Draymond Green is an issue. I mean, common sense would say so, right? Draymond Green, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And then, last but not least, the Cleveland Browns. Spent all that money. Spent all that money fully guaranteed on Deshaun Watson. He took a nice little extended vacation. He was injured. Came back. And now he's done for the year. With a shoulder fracture. How's that contract looking now? Yikes. It's looking really, really bad. Nobody. And the rock means nobody. (laughs) Was handing out that deal. Except for you. And now you have major league egg on your face because your franchise quarterback, the guy who took all the money, the guy whose salary is prohibiting you from rebuilding and refortifying your team, he's hurt again. So now you're you're relying on Dorian Thompson and PJ Walker take this home gotta look this one in the mirror boys this is a problem Cleveland Browns you are my alleged superstar of the week I think we said our piece though go to our X account at fade route DNZ and vote and vote and vote and vote and for our nominee just do better boys just do better. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route. We'll talk to you next week.